Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, the last time I think I actually bought a new pair of swimmers was probably about three years ago, and I just wear that same pair over and over and over again until they're threadbare because I actually don't want to go through that whole experience of buying a new pair of swimmers, especially in the stores with those fluoro lights that seem to be glaring down on you and showing every bump and stretch mark on my thighs. Yeah, I I find it quite traumatic. But what I do love is that today in Hey Soul Sister, on the Zoom, not in studio, I have an amazing woman, Megan Davis, who, after years of the disappointment of ill-fitting poly-made swimsuits, Megan actually went out and created her own brand of flattering swimwear that embraces body positivity and gives women of all sizes confidence at the beach in the swimming pool. Hey, Megan, Davis, how are you going? Hello, I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I love that you actually have found something that's a real pain point for a lot of women and you've done something about it. It's a pain point a lot more than I actually realised it was. I I mean, I had my own little, little issues with swimwear, but the can of worms that it seems to bring, you know, to open up to women is really, well, I, I got surprised. It's, it's, it's much more than I realised, definitely. And so the name of your brand is Eleni Swim. Where did the name come from? The name is after my two children. Uh, Eleanor and Penelope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And part of my reason for starting the business was because I'd been a stay-at-home mum for quite a few years and I wanted to create something that they could see me create and empower them that, you know, women can do anything or, you know, are able to create whatever whatever they can. So that was where I wanted to to honour them with their name as well. Oh, that's really beautiful. So a lot of us struggle with that positive self-image. Did you do much research into that before you started Eleni Swim? I actually didn't. I mean, obviously, women have insecurities and, you know, we're bombarded with the perfect image and the perfect body. All the time, most swimwear ads are like the, you know, hot 16-year-old girls. All the time. Yeah. And I think I just didn't think too deeply about that. I just thought it, it is there, that is how it is. But when I do it, I want to. I want to kind of, change that a little bit and make it more relatable to real women or real women. We're all real women, more realistic for mums or middle-aged women or younger women who are curvy or all mm. types of women I wanted to have represented. And definitely there's a push now in brands and the media to do that. So I wanted to get on on that as well and try and help women embrace themselves and who they are. And yeah, they're okay. They're perfect. They're great just as they are. It's really interesting. I read an article years ago. I think it was Mia Friedman when she was still writing for the Sun Herald in Sydney and she wrote a column and she was talking about how she'd been at a barbecue on the weekend and all the kids were in the swimming pool, all the dads were in the swimming pool and all the mums did not want to go in the swimming pool. They did not want to strip off and go and jump in the pool. And so she wrote an article about that going, isn't that interesting? Like what, when does that happen that we actually don't want to jump in the pool anymore? We don't want to get in our swimmers and do that. And you see everybody else doing that, but it's like, there's that real fear thing. And you know, when we were girls, when we were young girls, you just jump in the swimming pool. But it's like, yeah, over time, as we get older and we have babies, so maybe our body shape isn't what it used to be in terms of, you know, like that's what happens. 
to majority of us, I'm going to say, and yeah, that we stopped jumping in the pool. I find it so heartbreaking. It makes me really like just so overwhelmingly sad when I think that we've got to that point as women. It, it just really breaks my heart that we we can't just be who we are and be okay with that. I mean, that's our fundamental being. And to be not comfortable and not happy and to be hating on ourselves breaks my heart so much. And that we don't jump in the pool. Yeah, metaphorically. And jump in the pool and, and allow yourself just to have a great time at a barbecue. And actually, that really reminded me of something that happened to me like a few years ago where I was at a barbecue with a bunch of friends that I'd met recently. And I'd brought my young children. I don't think anyone else had brought their children, but I'd, I'd arranged to bring my young children. And it was in, we were in Abu Dhabi at the time, we were living there. So it was really hot. The hostess had said, oh, we have a pool. So I thought I'll bring my bathers and just jump in the pool with the kids just to amuse them for a while. And I remember it was having barbecue and the girl's like, oh, we're going to for a swim, mum. I'm like, okay, so my bathers on, I go to jump in the pool. And everyone's like standing around having a barbie and <laughs> I'm there by myself with the kids. <laughs> and all of a sudden I had that, overwhelming horror feeling of oh my god I'm in my swimwear in front of you know all of these people they're all clothed it was really an awful feeling really awful but I just pushed through I thought you know what now I've promised them a swim and they were too little to swim on their own so (laughs) I have to get in and do it yeah yeah and once I pushed through I felt great I was like you know what It, it is what it is I am who I am. It's okay. No disaster here. It's all okay. Which is really cool about the work that Taryn Brumfit's doing with the body movement. You know, she she's really shining a spotlight on that, like love our bodies. Yeah. It's amazing. And just an incredible inspiration and role model. The fact that she's come along and just taken the world by storm by just saying we are just okay as we are. I mean, what a novel concept. We're okay as we are. I know. It's like this should yeah. just be our normal. But no, it's it's some sort of new concept. Want to fill your soul with more? Go to thesisterco.com. So tell me, you came up with an idea to start a swimmer range. How did you actually get started with Eleni Swim? Like, what was the first thing that you did? Well, I think the first thing was a light bulb moment I had, and it wasn't really to do with body positivity at that stage. It was just more, I'm very practical, and I like swimming. As I said, we're in Abu Dhabi, which was really hot. We're in the water. We're swimming all the time. I'm very pale, and I have to cover up. So I'd find myself wearing bathers and swimwear and then a rashy over the top, and I remember being in the pool with just this like layers and billowing everywhere and I'm trying to play with the kids and there's just fabric and water and I, I was just all like, why is, why is it so bad? Why, why doesn't someone come up with a concept where you can just wear a rash top that's got a built-in bra and it's keeping you supported and safe and comfortable all at the same time? And I, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem that like a radical idea, but I, I just couldn't find anything that really did that at that stage. And I was in Abu Dhabi, so I wasn't aware of anyone else that actually did that or did it really well. So I talked to my husband. I had been thinking for a while I should come up with my own business idea after being a stay-at-home mum, as I said. And I had a lot of ideas for different things. Yeah. Thought, well, why the hell not? Why can't I do swimwear? <laughs> I love it. Why not? I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I just thought, well, thank goodness my husband's super supportive. He's like, sure, go for it. Let's try it. So I obviously I'm not a fashion designer. My background is graphic design, but I had all my designs drawn out and what the shapes and what I wanted to do, but I needed help with that. So I had to find uh, a go-between. I did try directly to go to some manufacturers and that was a disaster and it cost a lot of money. And I thought, well, I cannot do this on my own. That's not going to work. So I had to find a go-between. 
which was a manufacturing agent and they are professional designers and they help people like me who want to start a brand but don't have that background. So they're really amazing and they do a lot of the real technical side of things. They manage the actual manufacturing with the factory and it just takes all of that off my shoulders and that's incredible. And that's allowed me to do everything else, which is set up the brand and work on all of that stuff as well. That's great. So you could just focus in, yeah, on the branding, marketing and getting it out there. Mm. Yeah, it takes away so much of that brain space that all of that stuff takes up. So tell us then about how your swimmers are unique. I mean, you've already touched on something about like having rashies with a built-in bra, which I love because I got I got big boobs. When I go and I'm looking for swimmers, I need the support. I'm a good odd. I'm a good odd D. I'm a good odd D. Sometimes a double D cup. I, I need the support. I mean, it's just one of those things. I remember when I was oh, when I was younger, I had like a B a, a bra that was a B cup. I'm like, wow. That's <laughs> on. I think it just. I, I'm so shocked when I go into a swimwear store or I see brands and they just have these little tiny little things like triangles, and I think. <laughs> There's yeah. even the largest sizes. They still have these little tiny. Yeah. I'm like, how can you possibly? Yeah. <laughs> Celeste Barber trying to scoop her She's hilarious. And I love that about her, that she's really shone a light on that, hasn't she? It's like, okay, this is most of us. We're trying to fit our boobs in triangles. <laughs> It's just, it's so funny. It's just, it's just unbelievable that brands think that that's enough to, to pop them in. And I saw her actually with that t-shirt she has today where she has the boob, yep. boobs and has them all like drooping right down. And I love it. Keeping it real. Keeping, keeping it, real. it real. Let's face it. Look, age and gravity are not kind to the old boobs. And yeah, look, I just wanted to feel supported. I mean, who doesn't? That That's such yeah. an important part, especially when you're showing off more, more of your, your body and your, your skin and being vulnerable maybe at the beach. Uh, yeah. yeah. And also very, being very pale. I wanted the support and the sun safety in yeah. the same guard. Yeah. I didn't think it was rocket science. It was just like, let's just put it together yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Did you get investors to help get it started? No, we are completely self-funded. Wow. And really, really pleased about that because I certainly don't need the extra stress of investors because – it's difficult getting getting a brand up and happening and it's going to take quite a few years probably to really get established. Having COVID hit right after I launched was <laughs> out of the plan and certainly has been challenging, but I want to persevere with it. And obviously I love the product. Women love the product. I think it's a niche market that's really important and I want to definitely persevere with that. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So did your marketing agent find the fabric? Because I was reading that you actually used fabric from Italy for your swimmers. Yes, I found the fabric. It was really important to me to produce something that was not just fast fashion and mass produced and going to contribute to you know, the, the piles of, of fashion and crap that we have ending up in the world causing more problems. I wanted to produce something that well, I was proud of, that my, my girls would be proud of, that would actually help in a positive way with fashion. So I really wanted an eco-friendly fabric. And I had seen, I think, perhaps on some other swim brands or bikinis that were using eco-fabric. So I looked into that, did some research on that with the help of my agent as well. And we decided on the Carvico fabric which yeah. was recycled fishing nets and other waste, which is such an amazing concept. 
I love that. So, so can it be classified as sustainable then using the eco fabric? I, I don't know about technically what all of those terms mean. I think some of them are a little bit wishy wish on their meanings, but I, I would say it's sustainable. It, it certainly, you know, is a lot better than fabrics that aren't produced that way, that are just creating more. Yeah. So it's repurposing, maybe repurposing fishing nets as well. That's so cool. And not only that, the fabric's great. Like, it's a really beautiful fabric on it in its own right. It's not, it's not like some second rate eco fabric or anything it's a, a stunning fabric it's really uh hugging and supportive and yeah i love it i love it yeah so where are they made now the garments are produced in china ethically produced in a factory in china that um, my manufacturer has very close ties to it's a family-run business and that's also really important to me and i have had a lot of negative feedback about being made in china really um, yes i think particularly at the moment there's some sort of sentiment around that but i'd just like to say it, it is important to me that it's ethically made and i have certainly done my homework on that and obviously not all garments made there are but i've really tried to check on that i'd love to be able to make in australia i think that would be a dream unfortunately when i've looked into it the capacity for swimwear is a really technical garment and the because of the fabric the stretch and the technicality the built-in bra it requires a, a special machines and also a lot of skill and i think at the moment currently there is a shortage in australia for those two things there is some swimwear that's made here which is great i'd love to look at that in the future perhaps at the moment it's not really possible yeah i have a couple of girls that i know years ago and i think it was probably would have been about maybe eight or nine years ago, and they created a range of leather totes and handbags and clutches that were designed for travel. So it had like a clutch inside the tote. So, you know, if you're out walking during the day, you know, you've got your tote while you're traveling, but then you've also got a a clutch for, for evening. And they are a really, really beautiful product. The girls launched and they were making in Australia with a leather manufacturer in Sydney. And it's interesting, you know, talking about, I suppose, costs and being financially sustainable. And they really did their best. They made a beautiful product, but they just, it ended up being really cost prohibitive for them to manufacture in Australia and to be competitive in the market. And so they went to China and started looking for manufacturers over there and they just couldn't create the product that they wanted over there and so they ended up folding unfortunately but I remember like talking to them about it like it's really difficult it's really difficult to to find the the like all the answers to those questions about fabric and in their case it was leather and manufacturing and being affordable and it was a really interesting kind of they were friends of mine so kind of going talking through that with them a bit yeah so I go high five to you for actually kind of getting to this point and figuring all that out a long way because there's a lot of decisions to make around you know when you are creating a business and releasing a product or products into the marketplace all those different decisions that you need to make to come up with the right formula for you it's incredibly complicated i had no idea what i was getting myself into like absolutely no idea i don't know what i've really thought (laughs) I, i look back now and think what were you thinking what the hell and it's like also the fashion industry is this secret society where no one talks about anything like that. It's all, everyone's quite guarded on their, you know, who they use and what contacts they have. And it's, yeah. it's all quite 
I mean, I guess fair enough because it is quite a competitive industry. So, yeah, I had no idea about all of that. And as I said, I had a lot of help there, which was really appreciated. And also, but, but besides all of that, then you've got all the extra things like then there's marketing and photography and the managing day to day. And I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, and I do outsource what I can sometimes, uh, obviously, and I've, I've had business coaches. Suddenly I was like, I don't even know how to run a business. I was just like, I, I need some business coaching. I need this. I need that. And, and it's great. It's all been a really big process. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. Yeah, there are some big players in the swimwear market. Have any competitors at this stage given you a hard time at all? Because I've heard about that, you know, in other markets, fashion and, you know, I suppose any other markets about how, you know, when a new new fish enters the, the pond, some of the other um, big fish in there can get quite um, competitive and not always nicely so. Have you come up against any of that? Absolutely. Well, a little bit, uh, nothing too bad. Obviously, swimwear is extremely competitive. I really had no idea about that either because, as I said, as I, I was living in Abu Dhabi when I came up with the concept and, and actual launch. Then we moved back here straight away. We weren't exactly sure when we were moving back, but we got back, obviously, before COVID, so that was really great timing. But I didn't really, I wasn't surrounded by the other brands. I didn't even know about some of the other brands, so I didn't realise really what I was getting myself into there. It's extremely competitive. And a couple of brands were, obviously I'm just small, so the big brands aren't aren't really going to know who I am, I I don't think. But there was a couple of brands that were a little bit uh, argy-bargy and a few of them accuse each other of copying um, shapes or styles or designs. And I I just sort of thought, well, I wasn't even here in the country, so that's actually not true. Then on the flip side of that, I've had some really, really lovely interactions with other swim brand ladies or businesswomen. And, yeah, like one of my competitors, is I I met at an event and she was absolutely lovely and, and yeah, we, we were just, like, really happy to meet another business businesswoman who had was was learning and in this big industry and it was really nice and I thought this is what it's about it's about women just being you don't have to divulge all your secrets to them it was just like a really mutually respectful and kind and nice interaction so that was really good so what have you learned so far about starting this business what have you learned about this whole process this journey how long have we got I've not been a learning curve I feel like it's been a learning like cliff um, that I'm still crawling out on look I just really had no idea I I, my background is graphic design it's all about sales at the end of the day marketing and sales and that that side of things although when I studied graphic design I did a little bit of marketing I used to work in advertising marketing agencies that sort of thing but I was designing I wasn't really focused on the the sales and the dollar and that's a lot of the part of the business obviously you've got to stay within budgets you've got to price things accordingly you've got to take everything into account that I, I hadn't had much experience doing before. So that has been a huge learning curve. Luckily, my husband helps me a lot with the accounting. I think he enjoys that. Yeah. My dad was an accountant, but when someone says accounting, my eyes glaze over. So he's doing a lot of that stuff for me. Yeah, that's great. That. And so how have women responded to your swimwear? Well, this has been completely unexpected and overwhelming. I have had so many women. I get really emotional when I talk about this because just the amount of women 
as we touched on earlier, who just have such a low self-esteem and, and image of their bodies and who they are. I find this becomes my why, my, my reason, and it just it's overwhelming to me that, that women feel so badly about themselves. They write to me and reach out to me and tell me how much better they feel going to the beach, that the swimwear makes them feel confident and supported. And it's just overwhelming for me. I, I love it. That This is why I'm doing it. I feel really passionate about it. If I can help one woman feel better about herself, about being at a Barbie and being able to take off her clothes and be happy in her swimwear and, and jump in the pool, that, that is cause for me to jump up and down. I'm so happy about that. Like that, that. This is why I'm doing it. This is my reason why. That's beautiful. And so how have you gone through this process, like with your own life balance because I, I started a photography business years ago. I, I had that business for eight years and then I started a charity five and a half years ago and it's full on when you create something and you start something new and I know that I have certainly found myself like late, big days, sleep, sleepless nights, late nights working on the business or the charity and sometimes it's like that self-care totally goes and the work-life balance goes. How have you gone with that? 100% I can, I can totally relate to that. I've really, I've struggled with that because being a new business and wanting to succeed and being so passionate about it, I really didn't switch off at all. For, for a long time. I'd say the first year I was going almost 24-7. I was having trouble sleeping and checking my phone, checking orders, checking messages. It was really, really intrusive in my life. I think particularly as working mums, it's really, really hard to find that balance. And it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing project to find that balance and something I'm trying to get right. With yeah. summer coming up, I'm going to really try and turn my phone off. And I have people, inquiries like on a Sunday afternoon, and I'd just answer them straight back. And then the customer would be saying, oh, wow, I didn't expect to get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't help myself. I just, I just see something or a question and I want to answer it straight away. And yeah, and that's the thing, I guess, uh, another aspect that's, that's been really interesting with this business is I, I feel like I'm doing not the bare minimum, but I'm just being like, if, if someone has a query, I'm just answering them and, and being polite and, and helping them as much as I can. And the amount of customers who've said how amazing the customer service is really blows my mind away because I think, wow, other brands must be really, really lacking in customer service when all I'm doing is what I think would be at least the minimum that a brand would do. Yeah. But I guess some of the bigger brands you're dealing with bots or delayed messaging and I don't know, I hadn't really thought about that that much either but that's really telling to me too that obviously I'm being more personable and it's great I love that I love interacting with the customers I think that's that's one of my favorite parts yeah do you have any rituals or little self-care things that you do to kind of keep yourself in in really good emotional well-being you know like good mental health because I, I again I know how easy it is to take on so much and to kind of emotionally to keep it all together it is really difficult I've been working on that. I've joined, I try and do a bit of Pilates. I'm trying to do a bit more meditation. I actually technically, I've done a yoga teacher training course 15 years ago as well. So I do have a background of yoga. I probably don't do that as much as I should. Just juggling work and kids and balance. It's really tough. It's, it's really, really tough. And I see women around me juggling and struggling with that as well. I definitely, it's something I've got to work on. But I'm trying to. I'm, I've, I've been doing some float tanks recently. They're quite, quite interesting. 
just to really shut myself off. It's turning my phone off and I can't look at it. No, it's just got to sit there. Probably need to do a digital detox. That, that's probably something I should look at doing. So where can people buy your swimmers? Are they just online or are you in retail outlets? I'm in a couple of retail outlets. Obviously, mainly it's online. I have some amazing retail outlets that have really supported me from day one. One is in Abu Dhabi in Dubai, which probably <laughs> won't relate to your listeners. Uh, and then there's one in Perth here, Danichi, who are incredible. She's been amazingly supportive. And I'm working on getting a couple more for sure for next summer. So Megan, what are maybe some of the top three skills that you think people need to be a successful entrepreneur? I think being open to learning all the time and not shutting that off. I, I, I would never think that I know it all about, about something or about a topic. I'm totally taking new information and taking people's advice all the time and talking to other women. Skills, being organised, I think yep. definitely tr- being organised. And I don't think I'm the most organised person, but yeah. obviously got something right yeah. <laughs> to get this far. Yeah, so opening and listening, being organised and patient because yeah. things take time. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, absolutely. So what have you learned personally about yourself on this crazy journey? I learned that I like a challenge a little bit more than I realized. (laughs) I've learned that I do need to take care of my mental and physical health to succeed in this as well. I need to really take, take time for me. So learning to appreciate myself more. Okay. And what are your hopes for the future? Well, I have that. that another thing I've learned is, is, of course, we have a fear of uh, failure. I also think I'm trying to overcome a fear of success as well. And I'd love to be successful. I think I'd love to be a confident brand. I don't want to take over the world. I just want to be a confident brand in my niche market that can really really cater to to women and help with their self-confidence and feeling great about going to the beach in the pool that's beautiful i love that that's your big why yeah absolutely that's my why yeah beautiful now megan how can people find out more about you and eleni swim so i'm online at eleniswim.com and there you can order online see more about the brand i'm on instagram at eleni swim beautiful okay well thank you so much for coming and sharing a bit of your story and getting us thinking about you know what I think it's time for all of us to jump in the pool 100% like jumping into life exactly and they can do that in your swimwear (laughs) that's right thank you Megan thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon what would help you on your crazy life journey email melissa at thesistercode.com